0: theme song means it is once again time to promo the geek wolf pack podcast i'm your papa wolf nick kelly and i'm your mama wolf Stisha kelly
1: and i'm thermal wolf bernie kelly
0: here on the podcast we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think we'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings looking for life hacks i'll tell you if there's an app for that and i'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view plus every episode includes some of what we like to call adhd dnd
1: i'm a healer and i killed a dragon Spoilers. (laughs)
0: Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolf Pack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast. dot And as always, geek out. I'm Void, and I'm Beach, and together we're the Geek to Geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Gray's and various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 101 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I am joined once again by Ray Vargas as we discuss Justice League. How you doing, Ray? What's up, man? I'm pumped. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I find that around the holidays, we do a lot more shows together because <laughs> oh. you were also episode
2: 99. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No kidding. That's right. Huh? <laughs>
0: I guess it's just because that's when all the really good movies come out. And so we have yeah. to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week?
2: Oh man. Okay. So a ton of work. Um, there's been, uh, some issues with my apartment discovered where I had to move out and have the apartment fumigated. Oh no. Yes. So I'm in the middle of a mini move because basically I've had to pack up all my possessions, um, move them either out of my apartment or into certain areas of my apartment and find somewhere else to live while they fumigate.
0: That's terrible.
2: It's horrible, dude. I'm telling you, this is like the semester from hell. Um, not all of it is, you know, is, is it kind of like a surprise? I mean, I, I moved right before the semester started. This is the busy time of year for me in admissions because I'm doing a bunch of traveling. Um, I started the grad program this fall. So all of that combined was already kind of kicking my ass. I actually, um, LA is, is the new territory that I'm covering, which I love because I'm from LA, but oh my God, it's huge. It's a ton of work. So that, that's been a major adjustment. Right. So, you know, combining that with a grad program. And now on top of all that, this just happens. So, uh. so I'm kind of discombobulated right now. Um, It's part of the reason why I was so happy to check out Justice League this past Friday night because I've just been so tired and like stressed mm-hmm. that it was nice to have like a like a kind of getaway. Like I was looking forward to it all week. <laughs> I
1: was like, <laughs> We
2: have to watch Justice League. Like when can I watch Justice League? Because I just want to sit and just forget and just like you know, be like a comic book geeky, like whatever, like, like kind of have it be an excursion or something. So
0: yeah, a little bit of escapism.
2: Exactly. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, totally. So yeah, uh, it's been a crazy busy week in terms of, uh, weekly geekery I have, um, so on Friday for work, I was covering a uh, CTNX, um, this weekend, which is, um, the big like animate, uh, animation expo that they do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm LA's my territory, uh, and it takes place in LA, I, Alcat has a booth and I, I covered the booth on Friday. So that was actually pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. I haven't been to CTNX, uh, oh, actually, I don't think ever. I remember I was talking to someone on Friday and I was telling them, yeah, I came to an animation expo when I was like in college, I think. And they're like, oh, well, CTNX has only been around for like eight or nine years. I'm like, okay, maybe it was like an anime expo or something. But you know, it feels kind of, yeah, it feels kind of Comic Con y, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like on a smaller scale. And uh, I know you do like smaller cons and stuff as well. So there's a different vibe to those, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, Comic Con is so overwhelming and so huge. And there's like, you you can get lost in there. And
2: there's nothing like it, right?
0: No, you there's you can you can there, go through there the entire weekend and still not see everything. Right. Where the smaller cons are really cool. Anybody who's there who's a name is there because they either are local or you know they're really excited to be part of the culture and so yeah it's a little bit more personal one-on-one time with people yeah yeah
2: totally for a long time my only con experience was comic con <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, i just thought oh that's what comic book conventions are <laughs> it's like no that and then i went to a few more and i was like oh, okay this is a totally different vibe and i really really like it so yeah. that's that's kind of what ctnx was like um there was people that I knew there, which is weird because, you know, LCAD's animation program is very, very uh, popular and, and successful. We're mm-hmm. rated really high in the country. So people are aware of our program. Um, you know, we have, uh, alum that are, that are working in the industry and doing really well. So it was cool to have them come over and say hi and, and walk around and see faces that I recognize. Um, Blizzard was there and they had a, a big booth and everything. And, um, you know, the different uh, concept art companies and stuff or, or uh, studios. So, yeah, it was really fun. I did some, some early Christmas shopping, walk around and check out the artwork and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. And then um, last thing, uh, just last night, I noticed that the Punisher um, series on Netflix is out now.
0: Yes. It and came was, out on Friday.
2: Right. I'm super excited to watch it, but I've made this decision and I don't know if this is going to come back to haunt me, but... I decided to to start with Daredevil season one episode one.
0: Oh, so you're gonna do De- Daredevil? Are you gonna do all of them or just the Daredevil series?
2: Well, here's the thing: I haven't seen Defenders yet. Okay. I haven't seen um, uh, Iron Fist yet, and I've and I I watched um, Luke Cage, but I was kind of like in and out of that one. Like I, I think it's because I watched it in a disjointed way, where I like. Watched a few episodes, didn't watch anything for a long time, and then kind of mm-hmm. like try to ke- catch up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like ever since like New Cage, like ever since that season, I just kind of like checked out of the Netflix like Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. So now that Punisher's out and I'm excited about it, I'm like, shit, I, I don't, I want to watch it. I want to feel like I'm in it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So that that's kind of what led to this decision. But um, holy crap, Deadpool season one, I mean, uh, Daredevil season one so cool.
0: Yeah, it really How is. I really <laughs> should go back and rewatch it because it, it was it was so good,
2: so good. And you know what? Also, the the comment that that uh uh kept coming up was so different from the the movie stuff, the Marvel movie stuff.
0: Yeah, so well, different. It's a lot darker. And yes, yeah. Greenier, and, it's, and, it, and and in in keeping with the tone of Daredevil.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so I I just you know it's been so long. We're so lucky to have all this like cool. You know, media and content to consume now. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't want it to be uh, kind of disposable, forgettable. Like I feel like some movies that some Marvel movies that I've seen, it's like, okay, I watched it because it's a Marvel film and it came out. But you know, moving on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool to go back and, and watch them all again.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Very very cool.
2: What What have you been up to?
0: Well. <laughs> all the stuff that you haven't done, <laughs> because I know you're not a TV person, and so I'm like, oh, I've done all these really cool TV things, and I don't think um, Ray has has done them. You haven't watched any gifted, have you?
2: No. No. And you know
0: what gifted is? That
2: is, is that's the the X the Mutant show, right? Yeah,
0: and dude, it has Blink in it. Like, just right there. <laughs> just right there. It's on it's on Fox? Yeah, it's on Fox.
2: Okay, and so why? You know, I'm fascinated with what they're doing with X Men right now. <laughs> All the different ways that Fox is finding ways to use that property. You know,
0: well, I mean, there's so many characters. Like you and they, and they and they're making them up also. Like it's not they're not just using characters from canon. They're using other characters. But the fact that we have Blink in it, a regular team, Blink and Thunderbird,
2: right? Wow, wow.
0: Yeah, in the same in the same um uh show on a weekly schedule, Polaris is in it. Wow. Yeah, Blink Polaris. Uh, Eclipse, I don't know if he's an original character or if he's um one of the newer ones when I've st- after I stopped kind of keeping up with X-Men. Okay. Um but they've got um Dreamer, beautiful Dreamer who was a, a Morlock. Um she's one of it. They've got Sage.
2: I feel like okay, the thing is that like this is not the runaways, right?
0: No, that's starting Tuesday. Which are when this comes out, it will have been out for almost a week.
2: And that's also like a—is a, it also like a Teen Mutant Marvel show
0: on Fox? Well, it's a Marvel show. I don't think it's on Fox. I think it's on Hulu. Okay, um, they're spreading their stuff all over the place. Yeah,
2: it's just—it's—it's it's got me a little bit, you know, like confused as to what's what.
0: Yeah, well, that—that that one's I think Marvel, the Marvel Universe, Marvel. And, oh, I see. You know, Runaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That was the, that, that book that, uh, was, yeah, you, you told me all about it. Um, it was written by, um, Judd Winnick, right?
0: I think so. And, yeah. And it was all about the, the kids who find their parents are supervillains. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that, that I'm really excited for. I can't Perfect. wait for that one. But Gifted, I'm just loving it. You've got Polaris, you've got Blink, you've got Thunderbird. Um, and you've got the, um, it's interesting because I, I think that the the main characters are a family where the kids are mutants, but the parents aren't. And the father is one of the people who has been um, prosecuting mutants mm. and sending them into sentinel services. And then he finds out that his kids are mutants and they have to go underground. And so um, it is, you know, how they're now realizing that they have to they have to fight for mutant rights. And it's just really good. But they're, they're the Struckers. And I'm pretty sure that the two main kids are supposed to be Fenris, which I don't know if you know who they are. It was two twins that kind of push and pull. That's what their powers are. Okay. One pushes, one pulls. And so they've, they've kind of, I think, rift off of them uh, for these characters. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not anything I thought I would – Ever see in my lifetime, like, <laughs> like a decent superhero based on the X Men with actual canon X Men characters in it, TV show. Like right. it, it blows my mind.
2: Right. So, so this is how I get confused because it's, um, it's uh, it's confusing you with. So, so Judd winnick actually wrote Exiles. Oh, okay. And Brian K. Vaughan wrote Runaways. There you go. And you know, now these things are bleeding into TV, but now we're also we also have properties created just for TV, like gifted. Yes. You know what I mean? So all of that kind of like jumbles in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh gifted, we've seen that already, right? And I'm like, no, that's a brand new thing.
0: <laughs> well, and I mean they've done they like they did what was it? Um there was there was a, a show with X in it a long time ago that was for mutant like people but they weren't anything marvel branded like it was definitely a marvel property yeah based on the x-men but it wasn't the x-men okay and that was okay that was around for a while i don't remember what it was called but and then there was the gen x we tried to start up a
2: yes i remember it was terrible. so bad <laughs> i remember the hate on that one. <laughs> Oh my god it was so bad <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah that's funny i i was i was a huge huge fan of um that comic when it first came out um uh generation generation x um, oh
0: yeah i love gen
2: x yeah God, i was such a huge fan and then I, I just remember seeing the show going like what like what?
1: <laughs> <Just stay away. laughs> but in my
2: lesson just stay just stay away from this stuff whatever you know yeah, um but, wow, right. that's cool so gifted uh how many episodes in is it um i think it's about six 5 or 6? Okay, cool. And you and you're liking it. You're digging it.
0: I'm digging it. Um awesome. if you know, the, the it's kind of it's kind of early Sentinel program so you have like things that crawl around on the ground and you have um what are they called? The um drones, you have like drones that that hunt them, but they they've just kind of started investigating the, um the Hound program. Oh, where they use so mutants cool. to catch other mutants. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, like the stuff I'm where they're putting out there, I never thought, just never thought it would ever happen. Like, right, it just kind of blows my mind. Right. That's um, so cool. I'm unfortunately only about halfway through Stranger Things season two. Season two. Okay. Well, how are you finding it? Because I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing. Oh, you've seen the whole thing. I'm right. liking it. I'm like, okay. I've heard that there's an episode later on that people hate and I haven't gotten there yet. And I'm, right. I'm like, I don't know what they would possibly do that would make me hate this. Right. This story.
2: That's funny because I really liked that episode, but I have heard a lot of people hate it. Um, I I really liked it. So well, it'll be interesting to, to see your take next time we talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm about halfway through.
0: And then uh, do you watch Lucifer at all? No.
2: And that's oh my God, I'm, man. I know. It's one of those things that I'm so happy exists and that I don't support
0: at all. It, well, and it's funny because it's one of those things that shouldn't be good, like, right? Just shouldn't be good because I, from my understanding, is it? It's very not based on the the comic book. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, it's a procedural. It very much is a procedural. Wow.
2: What with, with Satan as the
0: main character? Yeah. Well, it's it's great because he's got a cop that he is um, helping solve all these crimes with. But what makes it the writing? Is phenomenal. Wow. And he, the guy who plays Lucifer, I'm going to have to remember the name, but the guy who plays Lucifer is just amazing. Like he's so good. Wow. And, and so the, like they did this story and it took us a while to realize what was going on, but it, it basically was, um, it took place about a year, a year and a half. Before, it started about a year and a half before Common Continuity. Okay. And and then it kind of filled in this story that was going on behind the scenes that you as a viewer didn't even realize. And then it kind of resolves itself once it catches up. And it was kind of the most unique. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was one of the most unique episodes of a TV show I've ever seen. It was really, really well done. Like, All right. Matt and I walked the dog yesterday when we were and we were um just like we were talking about how just really cool it was. All right, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, uh, and Tom Ellis is is Lucifer Morningstar, and he's amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah,
2: um, another one of those was uh uh Hellblazer mm-hmm. or Constantine. I can't remember what the show was called. Um, but um, really happy that that existed uh didn't support it at all (laughs) and then when it um once it was canceled i was kind of like yeah that's my fault guys everyone sorry i kind of had to raise my hand and be like my bad uh should have checked that out because i actually did end up seeing a couple episodes and i liked it i'm like wow that was good uh which also i kind of felt like this you said like i had no reason really to be good you know yeah Um, yeah this sounds really interesting i want to check that out is that the 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 what you just the story you just described is that over the course of like a season or is that an episode?
0: It's one episode, but it's not like if you were just to go to that episode, you'd have no idea what was going on because they've no, done no, such yeah. a good job developing the characters. And we're on season three right now.
2: Oh wow, it's been around for a while. See, oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. TV, and, just I don't do any of the TV stuff.
0: And I've I've mentioned her before. I've got to find her name because she's um, Rachel Harris plays his psychologist, and. She is my absolute favorite character in the show. She's just I mean from episode 1, she is just amazing. Wait, she plays the cop's psychiatrist or no, Lucifer? she plays Lucifer's psychiatrist. Oh, what?
2: Okay, that's it. Say no more. Say no more.
0: <laughs> like dude, if you got some time over the holiday, like okay. just binge watch Lucifer. It's yeah. it's it's just a joy it is very much a procedural especially towards the beginning you have to push through the first couple of seasons but he's so charming and it's so well written that yeah. I don't think you'll have a problem this is great this is I know, I know some
2: re- formerly religious people that I'm gonna try to get on board with this which is gonna add an extra fun layer so that's yeah, awesome' I'll check that out <laughs>
0: <laughs> well cool and do we have any other weekly geekery we need to push through
2: um no I think I think we covered it.
0: All right. Well, then um, we're going to hop over to a commercial break and then we will be right back hey everyone i'm katie and i'm chelsea and we're the hosts of the podcast tea
2: time with katie and chelsea we are two best friends who love pop culture we try to have a female perspective on things but we really just talk about anything we like what are some recent topics
1: we've done katie uh well we've talked about girl power songs wonder woman veronica mars young adult fiction novels san diego comic-con and so
0: much more so grab your cup of tea, or whatever your drink of choice is, and download our
2: podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and start listening today. <gramming>
0: Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the, the languishing, lascivious Liam of... Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of the Comic Box, part of the geek to geek Podcast Network. So, join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah. And we're back. And before we go into our spoiler cast for Justice League, and it is a spoiler cast, so if you haven't watched Justice League and you don't want it to be spoiled, probably should turn back now. Um, I do want to remind you that Rob from the comic box does um, both a preview episode and a um, review episode of all the comic book movies. So if you go to episode 73, he's going to talk about everything you need to know before watching Justice League. And then he's going to also talk in that episode about everything you need to know before watching Punisher. And then I believe it's not out yet, but it might be by the time this is out. Um, Episode 74 should be his his review of Justice League. So if you want to get uh, if you want to get his take on it, which may or may not be different than ours, I think it might be different than mine. But we'll see how we'll see how Ray felt about the movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to jump in and talk about Justice League. All right, Ray, go. (laughs) I'm not even going to say anything else, but go.
2: I saw it. On late on Friday night, uh, at the end of a long, exhausting week, um, and I saw it in 3D, Joe. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was kind of a spur-of-the-moment decision, um, and I got to say, I'm so glad that I did that.
0: Oh, that's cool. I'm,
2: yes, I'm so glad. I feel like it really impacted my experience of watching this movie. And I feel like going forward, that's going to be 3D is going to have to be a factor in some, in some of my, <laughs> some of my, my superhero movie watching.
0: I may have to, uh, I may have to go back and try that again because I had, um, this is probably TMI. I, I had glasses that were really just crappy and I needed to get new ones. And so I stopped going to 3D because my glasses and their glasses weren't, were no bueno. Like it just, <laughs> there was no meeting of, of the minds on that one
2: wait you don't you don't wear contacts ever
0: uh not anymore no oh interesting. No, i don't even okay. own contacts anymore so yeah so i you know oh, you could put wow. the other glass I, I just don't like we just stopped we stopped paying the extra for the 3d <laughs> we're like I don't
2: care. yeah yeah how do you feel about 3d otherwise
0: um i i thought when it was done it would really enhance you know it when it was done well but mm-hmm. um but it, i i found it wasn't it wasn't worth having to deal with the glasses on the glasses thing, right? Right. Okay. I've always been kind
2: of against 3D, except for in very specific cases. Mm-hmm. So I can I can literally go back in my mind and be like, okay, um, Man of Steel, I watched in um, IMAX 3D. Um, what else? Uh, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I watched in IMAX 3D, although. I watched that the second time around in IMAX 3D. Uh, Avatar, you know. Avatar, um, you
0: had to. Like, that was, I don't even know if they showed it in (laughs) 3D. Yeah, uh,
2: Pacific Rim, the first one. You know, the ones that are like, okay, something like, you know, huge event or scale or whatever. Mm. I'm going to watch it in IMAX 3D. And, and then nothing else, literally nothing else. Because I've heard so many horror stories of just, like, you know, it gave me a headache or it just didn't look right. Especially because nowadays it seems like with the 3D process, a lot of movies try to do it after the fact. Mm-hmm. they just, like, added it added on digitally. And I've heard some horror stories about that. So I've always shied away from that. Um, but with, with Justice League on Friday, it was kind of like, you know, as I mentioned before uh, when we were talking – uh, I watched the Lakers game in downtown LA and it let out earlier than we expected. And it was like, yo, let's go watch justice league. And there was a showing at, you know, in like half an hour that was already pretty much sold out. Like we would, we would have had to sit, sit in the first row. And I was like, screw that. Yeah. I'm not having it. The next showing was in 3d. And so we said, okay, let's do it. Um, I'm so glad because I feel like, you know, there was some really confusing, scenery.
1: <laughs> I
2: can put it that way, you know. Um and and I think that it really helped to organize the information. Mm-hmm. So that's something you might want to think about going forward. Okay. Um overall, I enjoyed this movie more than I expected to enjoy it. I would
0: actually say this is a pretty good movie. I I would agree. And and my question is um because we we have both have different approaches on this one, so I've got to ask: yes. Did you go in with low expectations or did you go in with high expectations? What did you go in with?
2: Oh my god, I was expecting complete trash, Joe. Okay, I was based on I was my expectations were so low, and <laughs> I wish I could do this every time I'm, because I'm telling me, you, dude,
0: this is the way to watch movies.
2: <laughs> but I don't know how to do that though. This one, okay, sure, I'll just watch like four shitty movies beforehand um because i feel like based on batman versus superman which was horrible no, terrible um suicide squad which was terrible Bad, yes um, and not only that but i have to say like my reaction to wonder woman you know i'm glad that that movie did well but i didn't like it really you know <laughs> especially the last half like I read that last battle to me, Wonder Woman started great and just went downhill. Like as it went on to where that last battle with that, like old British god,
1: <laughs> <laughs> old, old British Aries. <laughs> <Jerry's. laughs> yeah. That was just
2: terrible. And so based on that, and everyone's calling that like a good DC movie. Right. So based on all that, Joe, I was like, okay, we're going to buy our fucking popcorn we're going to get our 3D glasses on and we're just – we're going to power through this mess. It's going to be a glorious mess, you know, uh-huh. and and we're just going to do it. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is, you know, screw it. And then I go – halfway through, I'm like, wait, is this good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I remember at one thing you're going, okay, I'm not lost yet. Like I was waiting to get lost. I was waiting to yeah! get confused. I was waiting to be like, oh, this is going to – like there was no – and I don't – I wish I knew the behind the scenes on this. I wish I knew what John Whedon did. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I I am not quite willing to give Zack Schneider a a pass and say he did this I, I am, I'm wondering if this is just Joss Whedon going okay we've got all the pieces now let's put them in an order that makes sense
2: right right so I kept trying to find figure out where the Joss Whedon scenes were Not now, now I understand he didn't create like whole like scenes like just whole cloth but you have to think that he you know was able to exert some influence or more influence over certain scenes than others yeah. you know what I mean yeah. Um but I but I will say this because like I really liked Man of Steel. I know not a lot of people or a lot of people don't care for that Superman movie or they don't even consider it a Superman story, but I love that movie. And I feel it is the least Zack Snydery movie right. that Zack Snyder has ever made. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that Christopher and uh uh Jonathan Nolan's influence is heavily, heavily felt in that film. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, And so, you know, we know what other Zack Snyder films look like, and I have to say Justice League definitely was a Zack Snyder film, but I don't, you know, not necessarily in a bad way. I feel like um, the slow-mo is definitely in full effect. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, then he's got perfect permission to do slow-mo because of The Flash,
2: Oh right, right, that's true. But there's so much slow mo in this movie. Don't get me wrong, it looks great, but wow, he loves his slow motion effect. Yeah. He loves it. So I'm like so so definitely visually I feel like yes, these are choices that Zack Snyder made. Um and I mean truthfully he did didn't he wrap up principal photography or and, and Joss Whedon did the, the um reshoots or yeah. did Joss Whedon wrap up principal?
0: If if he did it was really late principal. It was like okay. uh, just a okay. tail end. Yeah. And so, you know,
2: um, I kept. I also kept comparing this in my mind, or at least I tried to compare it to Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. Because Marvel has been around for longer, yeah. and there's more Marvel films, right? So I try, try to put myself in that place. Where were we? Remember when we were at Avengers 1? What we walked into that expecting blah, blah. Um, but even then, first of all, that just makes me feel like, god damn, Avengers 1 is so good. hmm like they and it's just so hard to pull off what they pulled off, you know what i mean? Right. Right. Um yeah, they also did a thing, you know, Marvel actually released individual movies for all those characters first. So that naturally felt like it had more weight to the story and to these characters coming together. Yeah. Um but yeah, i thought, you know, i could see Justice League trying to to reach for Avengers 1, you know?
0: Right. And I don't know I, like... I don't know, I like I, and I think that helped
2: I think that helped that they had Avengers one to reach for yeah
0: no, I would agree i i just i i remember sitting through it just kind of not like I was able to get lost in this movie. I was able to just kind of enjoy comic booky stuff like i don't does that make any sense like i yeah I, it does it yeah does. i i you know I didn't sit there and go oh i didn't I didn't scrutinize because i i because I didn't have any expectations going in um I don't know. I felt that the, the characters worked. I didn't think, um, I know, you know, my husband had very strong feelings about a lot of stuff. Um, so (laughs) we'll get to the good and the bad. (laughs) And and, and So I think he was, you know, he, he was kind of, um, throwing out a lot of, well, this and that and the other thing. And I was like, well, and I found myself defending the movie, which I would have never thought I would have defended a a DC film at this point. Right. Um, Right. But I, I thought it was, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the whole there was there was i never got bored i never sat there and went i don't understand what's going on um it, as i'm as i'm saying this i'm like wow i've sent the Barlow. um <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for <laughs> you to finish so that i could say that
2: i swear to god that was my next comment was this is where we're at with dc films <laughs> it's like hey i was able to sit and enjoy that yeah <laughs> Good job, DC. I'm
0: dizzy. <laughs>
2: I didn't get lost. I wasn't, you know, filled with, you know, existential dread as a comic book <laughs>
0: fan. All right. Well, do you want to talk about the bad? Um, well, I feel like that I've given
2: my overall thoughts uh-huh. uh, on the film, kind of. Um, there's a lot of good that I want to go over. Go for it. Um, even beyond what we've discussed. Um, I was looking for parallels, again. Um, and obviously, Darkseid is Thanos. Uh-huh. Um, and I like that they didn't go there. Like, the only mention, well, obviously, kind of like, you know, the, the, the overall plot is kind of hinting at something. But literally, I think Steppenwolf only says Darkseid once. Right.
0: And I and, and if you weren't listening for it, you might even miss it.
2: Yes. And I really like that. And I and from what I remember, I think Darkseid came before Thanos in the comics, right? Wasn't Thanos' wasn't Thanos like Marvel's like ripoff of, of DC's Dark Side? It might be. I think so. But um so definitely um Cyborg translates to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And okay. holy shit, man, this is like a good, like I don't know. I feel like Iron Man is amazing and Robert Downey Jr., what he's done with that character is awesome. Right. And and this movie had me like, do I like DC's version of Iron Man better than Marvel's version of Iron Man? Like what? (laughs) Um, And I just, you know, it's cool that that it's not a suit that he's wearing; he is the technology.
1: Uh huh.
2: Um, and then so so one thing that I thought about during um, and this is a spoiler cast, so you know, spare me. Also, if you consider Superman coming back a spoiler, because please,
1: um. (laughs)
2: But Superman kind of translated to me as, um, as DC's version of Captain America combined with the Hulk. Okay. Like that's Superman. Superman is Captain. If you think of Captain America and the Hulk in the Marvel movies, like that's Superman, like he's the leader and, and like, you know, kind of like the, the guiding morality or whatnot, but Mm -hmm. also like just, he will kick everyone's ass. Yeah. And I love that they showed that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I really love that they get like you. And, and that's the benefit to me. That's the benefit of introducing characters before the big movie like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because before Superman showed up to kind of throw down, it was like, okay, you know, we're familiar with Batman from a story point. Wonder Woman. Yes. Like people cheered when she came on screen, you know. But then, you know, Aquaman and Flash and Cyborg were kind of like, OK, we're adding these people, these like supporting characters. But it's like, no, in the comics, they're not supporting characters like they're major people. And then Superman comes in and just like, holy shit. OK, that's why Superman is Superman.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, that and was it's, an- it's, it's it, it goes back to comic book roots. It goes back to the I mean. Uh, that was one of the whole ideas behind civil war in the Marvel universe was taking it back to a place where you didn't know who this character was that you've just ran into while swinging through New York. And you don't know if they're um, a friend or a foe. And so you stop and you battle it out. You kind of figure out who the person is. And then once you realize you're both on the same team, you stop the bad guy. Like classic old school comic book. Yeah. And that's what they did.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, that's cliche to, you know, those heroes are going to fight before they join forces. But in this case, I felt like it, it really helped the story mm-hmm. because, you know, one of the things that Marvel's been so good at is that they recognize the certain relationships that they have to nail. Yeah, And like, you know, the whole the relationship between Captain America and Tony Stark and Thor, those three that's the core Avenger unit, and and the dynamic between those characters has to be figured out. And Joss Whedon knew that, and they had that whole scene in the first Avengers movie where it's just them three in the forest, right, for a reason. And I so I felt like that was one thing that they nailed that they should have in this film, which was Superman is the fucking boss. If he goes bad, all of them combined might not be able to stop him, right? You know what I mean? Right. And so that and so I think they did a good job of establishing that Um, they, you know, there were other things that they needed to establish that I don't think they did, but this was one that they did. Um, I also looked for um, what they did with each character in terms of an arc. And I feel like they, they did a good job with very little to give a flash, a mini arc,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: you know, with his dad and with, that was perfect. That was like, man, like, you know, I, and, and I'm really hesitant to steal credit away from josh snyder just because i mean from uh zach snyder just because Josh whedon is is you know came in at the end mm-hmm. who's to say you know what i mean right. but wh- whoever did that and i, and I want to give the benefit of the doubt to snyder that was great just that little be- beginning you know and ending scenes in the prison with his that man that made such a huge difference for that character well
0: and here's my here's my Kind of surprised that I didn't even think about going into this movie. Um, We haven't watched it in a good year, year and a half, but up until um, the second season of Supergirl, we were big Arrow and Flash fans and we watched it every week. And we've, you know, at some point I'm sure we will sit down and and blast through what we haven't seen, but we have to get through Supergirl. I I don't think we're going to do (laughs) The League of Tomorrow or whatever it is. I love Flash, by the way, the TV show. I uh, love it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and and so we're sitting there, and it's obviously not the same universe, but my husband, as we were kind of debriefing afterward, understood what was going on with Star Labs, understood what was going on with Barry and his father being in prison, like was able to understand, like just like the movie the the tv show for him was the comic book for us right i thought that was really cool that was a moment where somebody i know who isn't necessarily into comic books and that kind of stuff was able to take knowledge from a different medium and apply it to this movie and i thought for for somebody who's watching somebody try and geek out with you like that for me was kind of cool
2: isn't it funny that that used to only be the case with batman yeah. Like people could do a shorthand with Batman. Oh yeah, his parents died. Got it. You know, he's a millionaire. Yeah, we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But
0: yeah, and they have now to it's show like, it in every movie. Although they didn't yeah. show it in this movie. <laughs> no, they didn't at all.
2: They didn't. They just like, you know who Batman is, you know, let's go. Um so yeah, so so I was happy for Flash's kind of mini arc. Um, I feel like Wonder Woman had a mini arc as well in terms of like letting go of her Relationship or her feelings about, you know, her guilt over Steve Trevor mm-hmm. and about being in hiding and Batman calling her out on that. Yeah. That was really good. And and seriously, it's like, that's all it takes, people. Like, just just a little something, you know, to, to show that the character has shifted in some way by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Cyborg kind of did as well, but I feel like that was the least one. Like, he kind of, well, at least in terms of the good. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't yeah. got to the bad yet. But Cyborg was kind of, you know, he was hesitant and then, you know, by the end he was all in.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: um, he was kind of angry and figuring out. I love that he didn't know his, his powers were still evolving. Mm-mm. Like that was awesome. I, I love that. That whole, that one line where he like jumps up into the air, he flies and he goes, I couldn't do this last night. Right, that was right, 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 right.
0: Yeah, no, I that like that.
2: So it really put me in, in the in the shoes of like of the character of like oh like okay we don't know who this character is but he doesn't even know who he is.
0: Right. And that you and know? that made sense and I was like here's a minor spoiler but I I hated I hated the cyborg character design. I hated <laughs> that like spiky crystally shape. I hated it. I'm right with you. Um, oh my I God, hated, hated it, it so much. But then when they started to like smooth it out at the end and like the the you know ending montage um, yeah, I was like okay fine this was the this was the daredevil in in black with the scarf around his head it, you know. Yes. Evolved yes. into the cuz I just I hated it. Like like Bring here. I was like put him back in the hoodie. Put him back in the hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, and
2: I love the hoodie by the That was a really nice touch that they just went with it. And they're like, "Yeah, we know what this hoodie means. We know what you know. Mm. We know that we understand the significance of this look." And so, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're going all in with this character. I really appreciated that. That was awesome. Um, let me see. I didn't feel like Batman had an arc. No, he, he didn't, right?
0: No, well, he, there... he started out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know his job was to have an arc. I think, I, I think his whole idea was, is that, you know, find, because they, they have a conversation about him being too old to be doing this anymore. And, and I think. That's true. His idea, you know, the, the, the idea of his character was what, what Batman tends to often signify is the person who has to figure out how to do his job in a world full of gods.
2: Right. Right. That's true. And he does pick up a gun at one point. He takes the gun away from one of the parademons. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was significant. And honestly, dude, like, I was fully enjoying the film at that point. And my only thought was, I was kind of like a quick aside, like, mental aside was, God, I hope fandom doesn't go nuts over that. I hope no one goes, well, oh, Babens, he's not supposed to use a gun. Oh,
0: God, like, please spare me that. Well, it's, it's parademons. I mean, does it count? Like exactly. I, I understand guns against human beings, I can I can see you getting upset because that's just not Batman. But but they're, but they're parademons.
2: Although what's funny is I did read a really really fun quote, um, uh, on Twitter, which was basically like um, I need to understand the whole logic behind the parademon stuff because it's like should we feel bad is it a person like do they get transformed like you know what I mean?
0: yeah yeah that was very vague and i was like i am not a fan of like the whole oh we're gonna turn the good guys into the bad guys and so soon as i saw that i was like oh please don't have us fighting a whole bunch of amazon parademons like, oh right. i don't want to see that but they didn't <laughs> so we're gonna yeah yeah I think they
2: like I don't know, but they do like they take people over or i it, what I read was like they're using their like um the the DNA or, or the the essence of the person like yeah, they you know have
0: to I mean? die to it sounds like they have to die to to become a parody.
2: yeah, kind of like a zombie, yeah, so it's like yeah. you know flying flying demonic zombies um so yeah, I, I agree with you. I really liked that it, it looked all of the the battles looked like they wore on Batman. Yes. You know, and I really appreciated that—the fact that you know it was hard for him, like he was getting his ass kicked out there trying to keep up with everyone. That was such a nice touch, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: and he knew what he could do and what he couldn't, which is part of his power set. Right, right. I
2: also noticed that they never, um, they never took uh Ben Affleck's shirt off.
0: (laughs) Yes. I and I I read that he may have put on a little bit of uh, pounds in there. Um, I was waiting when he was like, you know, in pain and talking to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for it to come off because I got to say, in my good, I, I've got to say, they got good-looking guys. Like we got an yeah. entire shirtless Superman battle. Like I, who's gonna? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna complain go about that. <laughs>
2: yeah but i that was one thing that i picked up on for sure i was like because wasn't he you when you say he put on a little weight you mean like like bulk or you mean like not good weight
0: not why well, I, I read that he put on some not good weight
2: oh yeah. interesting and you know it's funny it's like it's ben affleck you know like he's he's had a whole career before this like he can <laughs> i guess he can get away with that if anyone's gonna get away with it right you know? well, and,
0: and i mean if we're if we're pitching batman as the older Guy yeah. in all of this, then you know he does not need to be the beefcake that the other guys do.
2: And you know what, I did, I did think that um, Ben Affleck just works for me as Batman in this in this world. Yeah. Um, I think that you know with the other relatively younger or newer actors, or maybe that that don't have you know as as much of a, I don't know, they're bringing as much baggage with them. Right. It makes sense for those characters and. Batman needs to have a sense of authority in this, you know, in in this movie and in this universe, and he's I think he's perfect for
0: that. What did you think uh, of What did you think of Jason Momoa's Aquaman? Again,
2: um, so
0: I beautiful, beautiful gentleman.
2: Yeah, he looks amazing, and he is. I I am so in love with the the choice for him for this role. Um, but I did I listed that in the bad section because. I feel like okay, a couple of things, and I don't think this is Jason Momoa's fault, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which again, like, just makes it so much worse because I'm such a big fan of that dude, and especially the way he looks. Because holy shit, he looks amazing. Um, I I wish I feel like the movie needed a, a different, a one added dynamic shift to the character interactions, and I kept thinking about Thor. In the Marvel movies, because he is a a kind of misfit prince when we first meet him,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he is kind of you know uh, uh, has this kind of regal quality to him that he's like you know simultaneously kind of like bucking but also like you know carrying, mm-hmm. and I felt like there was so much opportunity if you know Aquaman if you know Arthur from the comics like that's a lot of what his character does. Now I'm not I'm not saying he's you know dc's version of thor but there's just opportunity there to bring a different personality type in the mix because i feel like flash did the the jokey one-liner stuff um and and aquaman you know he did have that kind of like abrasive quality in the beginning but he, i just i just can't with the aqua bro stuff man like <laughs> <The Aquabro. laughs> i just can't with the you know woo let's go you know like that all that like I'm just waiting for him to stick out his tongue and throw up like double horns, you know what I mean, like
1: yeah,
2: yeah, I don't know it just I guess I just wanted more from the character, um, not that it it wasn't jarring in any way, but you know i just I just think it's it's a case of of for me of like like missed potential, you know,
0: yeah, I get that, but I mean again, when did you ever think we were gonna get Aquaman in a movie like? <laughs> I mean, let, yes. let's be, let's be completely honest I mean, Aquaman true. in the movie. I mean, and, and, you know, uh, one of Matt is Matt's, one of Matt's favorite characters from the super friends, because that's his point of reference is Aquaman. <laughs> yes. So, um, so last, uh, last week at Palm Springs comic-con, I bought him a aqua bear t-shirt. So it's like, a, yes. a bear <laughs> Aquaman, <laughs> Perfect. And he was so excited to get to wear that when we went to see the show yesterday. Like it was adorable. Um, like I was very proud. I was like, you've chosen well, um, he's wearing it right now because um, he, he, heard me. So now he came running into show. It's very good. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Um, but anyway, so I thought it was really cool um, that, that, that character was even in there because, and and not in a way that we're gonna all go oh he was lame because that's what that's what the Aquaman persona has become is right. is the the lame
1: he talks super to friend fish.
0: yeah he talks to fish yeah and uh, and so I thought that they at least handled it well I I feel like he did his personality you're right did kind of get lost in in the shuffle
2: yeah and I felt like if they had taken a different approach it would have been an easy way you know obviously that that wouldn't necessarily need more screen time it would be a way to set him apart a bit more Mm -hmm. um and i think this is a perfect example of a case of different expectations like you had low you know you have very low expectations for like hey we got Aquaman in the movie that's awesome and I would have been right there with you until they cast Momoa and then I was like oh my god they're aiming for something great here Uh I love the idea of you know his um um Pacific Islander heritage playing into the it makes sense for Aquaman you know for you know these cultures that are so connected to water you know uh-huh. um it just all worked the tattoos like all of it just worked and then for them to you know make him kind of broy, just you know.
0: well here's and here's my other thing this is where this is where them rushing it worked against them because yeah. you talked about okay the three core people that you're gonna have to have here is um you know uh, when it was captain america iron man and thor it's like all right well if you take Superman out of the equation because he's na- not there at the beginning of the movie, then mm-hmm. the three you've got there that are going to kind of headline this team, your three big powerhouses, are Batman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. Yep. And so he needed his movie beforehand. And I think yes. if he had his movie beforehand, it would have – we we might be singing a different tune because we would have known the character. and he, 100% agree. he wouldn't have needed his – um, he wouldn't have needed his personality to fit into everybody else. It would just have been there.
2: Yeah, because they I feel like at the end of the day, when, when Captain America was cast, there was concern and, and I totally understood concern um, because Chris Evans, up until that point had been the the jokester, the you know sarcastic, you know, one liner delivering character, right, right. And so people were like, that's not Captain America. And so while he looks the part, you know, Captain America is very stoic and very like goody two shoes, like Boy Scout. Um, and so, you know, if they let Chris Evans be Chris Evans, they're, he's going to ruin the character. And to his credit, he totally stepped up and he played Captain America the way Captain America needed to be played.
0: Yeah, it's hard to and, remember a time when Chris Evans was the jokester. And totally. it, it's kind of like, as you pointed out, I was like, that's kind of crazy.
2: Totally. Whereas they let Robert Downey Jr. play Robert Downey Jr. as as Tony Stark, and it totally worked for that character. Right. Uh, I feel like for this, they let Jason Jason Momoa play Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and I don't think that it, it served the character. Yeah. Um, I of course I'm still gonna check out the movie though because he looks fucking amazing. So, um, I am on. I you know I was very hesitant with the the jokey young version of the Flash. You know, the kid kind of like, but I have to say by the end of his first scene, I was totally on board. I was like, great. I'm there. Like he's killing this, this role. Uh, This is what this team team needs. So yes.
0: Well, and, and I like that he's a little, he's a little on the spectrum. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I like that as well. I really uh, enjoyed that. Although I have to say not all of his one-liners hit, you know, Oh
0: God, no, there were some, (laughs) there were some ones that just fell hard
2: yeah <laughs> really bad ones mixed in there, but you know a for effort <laughs> um yeah, and that's a you know, I did appreciate the 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 comedy throughout you know uh this was definitely probably the lightest feeling d c movie so far mm-hmm. um but yeah, you know they they definitely didn't it wasn't a hundred percent uh success on that and no. um let's see, i loved 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 and this is one of the honestly, when the movie started, the first thing that I noticed was how the action I don't know not I don't want to say action maybe it's just the way the characters moved and and the feel of the physicality of it was so great like it doesn't feel like a Marvel superhero movie and yeah. I, I have to credit Zack snyder for this because this is what he's known for he's known for kick-ass like if like visual you know a uh, 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 language or whatnot
1: yeah and, i go ahead. Uh,
2: go ahead go ahead go ahead um i i'm not sure if the 3d helped that but it definitely th- this is the way i described it it feels like a live action video game and i mean that in in a good way OK, the, the, the way the uh, the way the effects are working with the designs of the character and the overall, um, you know, uh, um, production, uh, uh, art production design of the movie um, and just the framing and everything and the action feels brutal and and mm. visceral. I don't know. And, and I have to, honestly, I, I just have to chalk it up to Snyder that that's what he does well. That's why he keeps getting hired. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I love that it felt different from a Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, I I loved the some of my favorite moments were I, I loved the the battle with Superman. I mean, uh, again, he was shirtless, so it was beautiful. But um, it 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 was it was one where we could see the movement and the action clearly. And I find yes. that with a lot of these battle scenes, to hide a lot of it, they do it quickly, and my brain just doesn't process like that anymore. Right. Right, uh, but but I loved uh, I, I love the Amazons, oh my God, I love the Amazons that
2: was my I, favorite
0: I was <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, can we just can we just watch the uh, just an Amazon movie and just watch them fight like in a unit like that's that's so amazing I like, love so, that it was it, they played keep away with him, and yes. It was <laughs> And and they, and it wasn't like the same trick over and over again. And so it was just, it it was so engaging and I really didn't, I assumed that he was going to get the box at the end, but I didn't know for sure. Like I I really did think, okay, well there's maybe they're going to get this out to wonder woman and it's going to get, you know, they're going to save the day. Right. I I was on, I was actually like, how often do you watch a scene and not know how it's going to end? Right, right. And, yeah. and so that was amazing. I loved when, when Wonder Woman's describing the first time he came down and dealt with the boxes and we got, we got some green lanterns in there and we got, you know, I'm sure I'm not a huge DC fan. So I'm sure that a lot of the, the Easter eggs and that were, were lost on me. But it was, it was cool to just see all these different types of characters. Working together and fighting together and and these big epic battles. That so was that, some, of, yeah. That.
2: that was some of my favorite stuff in the movie. And honestly, I feel like, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like stuff like that is how is where DC has Marvel beat. And <clears throat> I think that DC needs to lean in on the fact that their universe is an old universe, mm-hmm. and Marvel's cinematic universe is not being played that way. You know we're seeing the mythology as it happens with the Marvel universe, but the DC universe has a history, has a mythology already that we're kind of discovering. And these characters, and and it makes sense for DC, right? Like DC has like the, the pantheon of like gods and like mythological heroes and all that stuff. You know, plus you look at like characters like Superman and Batman that have been around for ages and, and everything that they bring with them. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: This is the benefit of the DC universe. And that whole lord of the rings feel oh my god i was like yes this Mm -hmm. is this is what's going to uh distinguish this dc universe from the mcu and it's man please go with that please keep you know using that and and to your advantage you know because i really loved all of that i thought that was great i thought that was a great addition um and i agree with you the amazon battle was awesome i love the battle with superman um Even I feel like the uh, the quiet stuff on Kansas worked. I feel like I I understood. I'm glad that they took a time. You know, Superman comes back, and it's not just like, all right, let's you know put on the costume. It's no, like he left behind like a mother and like a girlfriend or you know wife or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, No, absolutely.
2: So yeah, I really appreciate. And to me, if uh, if I was gonna guess, I would say that was Whedon, right? But you know, again, I don't want to take credit away from Snyder. I mean, who knows? what was well at this point i just want to say that that worked that was necessary you know I would,
0: yeah i definitely agree
2: um that's i feel like let me see let me go over my list here i feel like we've gone over all of the good
1: <laughs>
2: i'm ready <laughs> right, to. can, can oh, i ahead.
1: can i
0: toss into the, the the bad then
2: yes please
0: some of the cgi sucked
2: oh my god dude don't even get me started actually no let's get started uh yes The the CGI was so horrible. And I felt like it got worse as the movie went on.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Was that just me? Like,
0: like, like there was, there's a part of it where I just like a lot of the Steppenwolf stuff was just, he's a big cartoon character. Like it, it didn't, it didn't feel natural. Didn't feel like it, it just, it screams bad CGI.
2: So that's interesting to me because the Hulk works as a complete CGI character. Yeah. Right. And, and this guy did not.
0: No, not at all. Not, not even a little bit. There's
2: something there. There's something that's not, you know, uh, uh, that, that they're missing. And I don't yeah. know what that is exactly. But there's something there that makes the Hulk work as a complete CGI character. And Steppenwolf was just like, yeah. I kept trying to tell myself, like, it's just like the Hulk. It's just like the Hulk. No, it's not. No. no. <laughs> it didn't they, work. They
0: missed the mark somewhere. And I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, can't, I don't know enough about CGI to tell you what it is. But they, yeah, they missed
1: yeah,
2: the mark yeah. somewhere. Um, and also... Um, the the costumes bothered me. Some of the costumes really bothered me. Um Superman spray painted muscles.
0: What? Yes. Like, what are you okay, doing? Good. I wasn't I I thought, oh, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just having it like yeah, the costume design was not my favorite. I did not like like the flash pulled me out of like the flash's costume pulled yeah. me out of
2: What is going on with that? And Batman kept turned into Schumacher Batman, like the, the like with every new suit that he put on, it looked more and more like bat nipples were gonna be the next thing added. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, by the end of it, like he could barely like move his arms. He was so bulked up with like armor and stuff, and it was all like flashy and shiny. I'm like, what are you doing? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the character I, design was rough. I mean, we've already talked about cyborg. Cyborg was like. Yeah, I, I, I was so ha- happy when they were smoothing it out at the end. Cause I'm like, what are you doing? I yeah. Just don't, I just,
2: what you know, bothered I mean, me more than the, the look of the metal stuff was the way he moved. Oh God. Yes. It was like, his head was floating, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think a lot of it was bad CGI.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that, uh, that was a, a, a result of lightening up the movie.
1: I think I think that one of the
2: reasons why the movies are so dark to begin is because they never meant they never intended for Superman's costume to be seen in like that bright light. Like even even in the day scenes, there was a a dark filter on his costume where the Navy of the blue hid all of that spray painted detail stuff. And because because it's lighter now and this might be something they've been working on this film for a while. So when Batman vs Superman came out and everyone complained about how dark that was, I think they were already underway with this and they had to lighten things up
0: after the fact. That makes a lot of sense. And that would bring out the natural shading in the costume. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, Also, there was this tidbit that I read about. Apparently, when it came time to do some of the reshoots, one of the last things added was that very first clip of Superman at the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay, that, that iPhone. That was one of the first things added. Okay, um, Henry Cavill was already deep into production on another film by that point.
0: The, the and, mustache,
2: and he had this mustache that he couldn't <laughs> shave off, and so they had to use CGI to rip, like to, to remove the mustache and give him like a computer generated like upper lip. Yeah. And apparently that is noticeable. I didn't notice it. I, something looked off about him and I didn't know I couldn't figure out what it was. I just thought it was the 3D or whatever. Um so when I get around to seeing this again, I'm gonna be looking for that.
0: Yeah, I, I I looked for it a little bit, but I wasn't able to see it as much as I thought I might. So, you know, I just although going back to that that scene made me happy. There were a lot of little scenes that made me happy that were just kind of like of course Superman's going to stop and talk to the kids who are making a podcast. Totally. And like when he, when they, when they pull the cubes apart and it throws him and Cyborg apart, and then they just kind of start laughing. Um, Yeah. Like it was a corny line, but I felt like the, the, the feeling behind it was, was good. Yeah. And it was like, thank you for not making this. Oh my God, it's dark and depressing.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I thought that um, some of that stuff was jarring for me. Like uh, the fact that, you know, Aquaman was so abrasive through most of the film. And then all of a sudden at the end, um, Cyborg is his man for some reason. Like he's like my man like that. Oh, that really bothered me. That, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, first of all, like this is the first time you guys are all working together. And you've like hated each other up until this point in the film, literally this point, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like give some like like allow the characters to, you know, kind of like build that, you know, it, it was kind of jarring. So some of those one liners. But yeah, but I did appreciate that they tried to lighten it up with that stuff. Um, I did think that um, all of the stuff that happened in Atlantis felt out of place for me. All the underwater stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Did that work for you?
0: Well, I, I thought it was cool visually, but um, yes. but I felt like – I mean, that, that goes back to my previous complaint that we needed the Aquaman movie before we had the, the Justice League movie. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, that is connected to that. I, I did feel like it just – that was like, what? What was all that? Like, who are these people? What's going on? You know? Uh, and I know the comics and stuff, so that, that still kind of felt like that to me. Um, although I did love that scene where he sits on Wonder Woman's rope that was great because i started to cringe like what i was like oh okay you're supposed to cringe in that like that was that was well done
1: yeah
2: yeah that was a cool little bit there um (laughs) that to me that was like oh okay that actually jason momoa is actually uh his whole like demeanor like benefited that scene. <laughs> so,
0: well, like... and I think, I think and, and you could kind of justify the later "Hey, we're all bros" kind of thing by that scene because we completely got the inner Aquaman as opposed to the, <laughs> the thing that he's putting out there. That's so true. I can, I, yeah. I will, I will, I will jump on board with that one and go, okay, right. you know, this was this was an easy, fun way to 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 break the the mask that that Aquaman is throwing
2: doesn't he cop to like always being lonely or something like
1: that? yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so
2: great um what about um how did you feel so, so i feel like we're we're getting near the end here how did you feel about the ending of this film how did you um, feel about the big battle and all that all that stuff
0: the, like again it's the, the, the it fell in the, the the last battle was the one that felt the most bad cgi to me
2: yeah same here
0: and I think it maybe have went on a little bit longer than it needed to. Yeah, so I agree. Um, it felt kind of monotonous. It, yeah,
2: it was a stark. It was like a one eighty from the Amazon sequence. Yeah, you know, it and, was just. And I, like,
0: I think that just says that we should just take the Amazons and put them in everything.
2: And who? <laughs> yeah, whose choice was it too? I wonder to to have the final battle take place in this weird red hellish like landscape. That just made everything confusing. Yeah. You know, like everything was red tinted and the backgrounds There was like fire and like stars, like bursting the like visuals in the background while there was important stuff happening in the foreground. And I remember. It's too busy, yeah. Yeah, it was way too busy. And I remember thinking like, God, I'm glad i am got to have the 3D stuff going because that's at least separating it out a little bit. You know, without that, like, oh, forget it. It would have been. You know,
0: what, you know what else helps? being colorblind oh shit <laughs> yeah because i didn't find it as, <laughs> like I heard a lot of people say it's confusing and i didn't find it as confused as confusing as i thought it was going to because i was like well i probably not see half of this i do
2: notice that dc has a tendency um in all of these films that once some of, once the action gets going in the big action set pieces people mm-hmm. stop talking Mm-hmm. And and I think Marvel benefits from having these little character interactions drive the action along. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed in DC films that, and like like Justice League, that there'll be a few minutes to go by and be like, oh, it's just nonstop, just like big like fake stuff happening. Like there's no mm-hmm. one said anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. and it, and it becomes one note.
0: Um, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Is like like there was. Early in the fight, you have Wonder Woman and Aquaman fighting Steppenwolf on a bridge, and then a bunch of stuff happens. <laughs> and then later on, you have Wonder Woman and Aquaman fighting Steppenwolf on a bridge, yeah. and it was like it was like that. That's where that's where it kind of gets to a point of move, move the battle forward.
2: Yeah, totally. Back. Even like yeah. yeah, even the 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 very I felt like it's such a difference, right? Like that the beginning of the movie, like. Even though it was kind of slow paced, like showing, introducing each individual character, it worked because of like, like you said, the pacing and or rather not the pacing, the, 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 um, the architecture of the scene and like where things were happening and whatnot, it it made it enjoyable, at least to watch,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, but but like that first scene with Batman, I think was so awesome. That was like a comic book come to life. Like the way he was moving around the water tower. Oh and like yeah, yeah, absolutely. The way, the way he used like the the you know criminal to like, uh, as bait for the Parademon. That's so something Batman would do. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and then you go, you know, at the end, you know, they're fighting the big digital bad guy, and it's just like monotonous, <laughs>
0: you know? Right. I also didn't care for the design of the Bat toys. <laughs> Like they were a little bit they looked like they looked like very very geo i don't know like like they were made out of rock instead of metal like they they had very weird angles that didn't need to be there. Are you and talking I, about like the crawler, the crawler, and um that weird hover plane thing that looked like <laughs> yeah, well, what was you know, those the- weird frisbees that you throw? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? It's the one that
2: looked kind of like a submarine, but it was uh, flying? Well,
0: there was, the, there was the one that was like, that looks like it should be, that looks like a shark mobile, not a bat mobile. That was the, the, the carrier that he'd been working on. But then there yeah. was this weird one that had kind of like, I don't know, Saturn rings around it. And it was kind of like this weird shaped hover thing. And I'm like, what does it have to do with a bat? Like, I'm
2: confused. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I they, They're trying to... they're they're, i think they're trying too hard to make this iteration of batman like distinct you know Mm. and it's not yeah that's not the way to do it i wish they kept him in his in his original outfit throughout the whole it's like batman is just that's it like he doesn't need all the armor you know every time like just he's he's the he's the brains behind the operation people
1: yeah
2: it'd be funny that just if Justice League movies were to just relegate Batman to like the, the like the person in the chair, like the brain in the chair, <laughs> or what do you call that person? You know are talking about that character that's just like helping everyone out. Yeah, from the, the
0: the the uh, Oracle character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: totally. That's gonna be Batman by the time Darkseid shows up. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> Honestly, if you look at the stuff that we're complaining about, like I I I do think, and I sent you that. <laughs> I sent you that meme a couple weeks ago where the, the top half says, you know, Thanos, the uh, biggest enemy to the Marvel Universe. <laughs> and the one underneath is Rotten Tomatoes, the biggest <laughs> enemy to the DC Universe. And I think that's I think I think a 30 is way too low for this movie. I think it's not fair. Is and that I think, what it's getting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. No, it's I, I it's low.
2: Oh my god, I had no idea. Wow, that's that sucks. <laughs> that's yeah. Kind of you don't wow, are they gonna be able to survive the reputation to this? Yeah,
0: point? I it's got a forty right now. It's got an eighty five audience score, which I, I think oh, I can see it. Yeah. But but the but the tomato meter, forty percent. Wow, and, and I don't and I I don't agree with that. I think I, I should it be you know a ninety? No, um. I mean, 70s. 60, 70? sixty,
2: seventy. Yeah,
0: I don't really follow
2: Rotten Tomatoes that much, so like I don't know what the equivalent would be. You know what I mean? Like I have to check that out and see. Like I don't know. I guess if you know if I like a movie, I like a movie. But wow, that seems really low. That sucks. That that I to me that that speaks to just the reputation already, you know, like
0: D C equals bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Thor Ragnarok got a ninety two. Got a what? Ninety two. Okay, yeah. Okay, for sure. That makes
2: sense. Um isn't wow, what a stark contrast from the Marvel brand to the D C brand, right? Because at this okay. point Marvel can I mean if you if they brand anything with Marvel, it's gonna it's gonna do relatively well, you know? Mm-hmm. People are are willing to give it a pass because it's a Marvel property.
0: Which, you know, I, two two thoughts. I can say, yes, that's fair, because I think Marvel took their time. Yes. And I think that DC tried to, like, catch up. Yes,
2: totally. And think about, you know, how much we've talked about Marvel in this review of a DC film. And contrast that. Does DC ever come up when we review a Marvel film? No, not at all. (laughs)
0: No. <laughs> Not at all. It has come up a couple times because we, we did mention that the reason why Apoclo- X-Men Apocalypse got such a good review from us. Is it was on the heels of, of Batman vs. Superman and anything that came out after Batman vs. Superman was gonna
2: be. The yeah. Best. Yeah. Okay, so let's keep it going then. Let's let's let me ask you this. Okay. In the in the pantheon of Marvel films that have come out so far. hmm if you were going to rate this Justice League film among those, where does it fall? It's, you know, is it Thor 2 or, you know, maybe not that bad, maybe Thor 1?
0: Um, I don't know. Well, you know what? Let me go to Rotten Tomatoes and see what Thor Oh, got. awesome. Yes. Look, well, I just feel like yeah,
2: Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know, man. Critics. Original
0: Thor got 77 from from audience or critics? Um, from critics. Okay. Uh, Thor: The Dark World got a sixty-six.
2: Thor: The Dark World is not better than this film.
0: I I would agree. It's not. I, I would agree. And 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 that's and that's about where I would put it. I would put it on, on the high sixties, low seventies.
2: Right. Right. And what would you give Thor two?
0: Um, I would give. I would drop it down into the fifties. that wasn't unwatchable, but it wasn't great.
2: Right. Right.
0: Justice League was watchable.
2: Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, be nice to Justice Lee. Just,
0: just, just take that. Just take that. That that phrase that you just said. That phrase just came out of your mouth, right? We just said the DC movie was watchable. I think, I think we have made a big change.
2: Um, does this does this pay off going forward? Are you excited? Are you interested in in what's coming out from DC going forward? Like, does this did this successfully kind of you know bait you and and hook you into into the the dc yeah i'm
0: i'm i'm in i still don't like um what's his face is lex Luthor, oh because you know spoilers the the next movie is going to be very um super friends versus um league of
1: injustice League of injustice or yeah whatever they were
0: called although i really think that if they're going to do it right their base better be a darth vader helmet <laughs> yes, like, like I, I won't accept. Like I, I, I see it going to be. It's going to be on the yacht. That's where they're all going to meet and have their meetings. I, I disagree with this decision. It needs to be in a Darth Vader helmet because that's the that that's the way my super friends fight.
2: Was that um at the end there
1: mm-hmm.
2: with with the Lex Luther kind of like switch out? That looked like somebody to me. That looked like they were um uh like kind of baiting the audience or like messing with the audience in terms of like who Lex Luthor was going to be. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Um because I might because I know I I I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that read to me like they were winking at like we know you don't like our casting of Lex Luthor.
0: Oh, no, I think they were I think it was supposed to be um I think it was just supposed to be somebody that he switched out with, but um, but I don't know. I don't know the DC universe well enough to know if that was supposed to be somebody significant. Okay. Okay. I Although about- I do know that the whole again spoilers the the whole stinger at the end is him talking to Deathstrike.
2: Right, right, which was supposed to be the villain in the Batman film, right that yeah, still... are they
0: not doing the Batman film anymore? Or are they still doing that?
2: I don't know that's a good question that like what's going on with that? Uh, last I heard um they got Matt Reeves to come in and direct, which I was really excited about because I love his films. um, I think he's an excellent filmmaker and a great choice for Batman, so um. It's, it's, yeah, Matt Reeves is still on board to make yeah, the Batman for
0: 2018. So that means they're filming.
2: Yeah.
0: Or, or have filmed. Cause it says, well, sh- this is back from 2016. So I don't know if it's been. And sidelined. Ben Affleck is not
2: making any more Batman films.
0: Um, Batman's, Ben Affleck's Batman movie will shoot spring twenty. Okay. So he's good. So it's, and I like that, that from, combo. That was from a year ago. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're going, we're going back to IMDB.
2: <laughs> this okay. is great
0: radio folks, but we're bringing it to you live.
2: Um, yeah. but no, no. So I'm looking at like up to date info. Ben Affleck is still on board. Um, Matt Reeves is on board. And honestly, like, I like that combo. Like I'm excited about that film. Um, what, what was the, the actor's name? Who's playing, uh, who played, a uh, uh, death shot or what's his name? Um, not death shot. I'm messing death that stroke. up. Death strokes, uh, in, in the, the senior, uh, in justice league.
0: I don't know.
2: Joe, Joe man, man He's a fucking,
0: Oh, is that Joe Mangello?
2: Yes. That's Joe Mangello.
0: Really? Yes. Is, is it Batman the Darkest Night? Is that what this movie is called?
2: I don't think so. I hope not, God. No. But yeah, he was so so. Joe Manganiello was uh was announced as playing as as being cast, and that's what the movie was going to be. Now, is the Batman movie still going to be that? I don't know. But it totally as soon as they showed that character in the after credits thing, I was like, oh okay that's going to be him when he takes off his mask. And sure enough, it was
1: okay.
0: Um, I, 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 I haven't been following it enough to know that that that's what it was. No, it's just going to be called the Batman.
2: Yeah, that's good. I'm happy with that too. Like, it's almost like they don't trust themselves to just put out like a straight ahead. Batman as a detective like movie. Yeah. Like it's, you know, people love the character. Like we've been waiting for that, like Batman film, that stripped out Batman film. And Matt Reeves is great. He's done, He did um, the remake of of Let Me In or or Let the Right One In. Um, He's done uh, at least one of the Planet of the Apes movies, Um, which I I like them all, actually. Um, I think, yeah, he's he's a good choice. So I'm excited for that going forward. Man, Aquaman, I don't, man, I'm so conflicted about that.
0: Well, let's, well, the way I'm approaching it is I'm just going to go let it be what it's going to be. And again, worst case scenario is I just get to look at Jason Momoa for an entire two hours. So that's a good point. I'm okay.
2: That's a good point. I just, yeah, it's like, I have, that's going to be one of those things where it's like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to be fighting my like expectations on that one. Yeah. Because I want it to be great, but I have to resign myself to the fact that it's probably not going to be great.
0: And then hopefully you'll be pleasantly surprised.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, and James Wan is directing that. And, you know, I like his films too. So like, I'm I'm excited for that combination there. You know, like he, James Wan is he just makes good movies, horror movie, whether it's horror or thriller or whatever. Like he's done good stuff, so I'm excited about that combination. He did Saw, he did The Conjuring, um, yeah. So I don't know, man. J- Justice League. I feel like now going forward, I don't I don't have to cringe when I think about a DC movie.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, like if this was on TV, I'd watch it again. I don't watch <laughs> movies in the theater twice. I haven't seen most of the Marvel movies twice. I would, I would sit and have this plan in the background. I enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: I would too, actually. Yeah, I agree with you.
0: Wow, man. Who would have thought? I, I wonder how many people
2: were expecting us to just rail in this film for like two hours.
0: I'm going to have to somehow convince my, my friend Rob to come back and listen to them because I feel like our last two reviews were a lot more positive because <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I just want to to geek out about what I, I saw. And you guys always are like blasting it to hell. <laughs> I'm like, Sorry, but, you know, we, we feel the way we feel. Um, and now I've got to try and convince him. The last two have been, I think, decent. I don't think we tore any of them apart.
2: Yeah, yeah. And up next is Black Panther in um... – In February. It's going
0: to be so good. Well, no, but the next time I should have you on for a movie is um, The Last Jedi.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, I was thinking superhero comics, uh, superhero movies, but you're right. Um, Wow, how quickly all this stuff is. You're right. It's it's the holiday season is when a lot of these films are coming out. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) And then next year is going to be off to a running start with Black Panther and then New Mutants, man. Uh Uh-huh. <laughs> I just had to throw it in there. <laughs> That's gonna be like a like a trigger until it comes out. Oh man, I, that,
0: you do realize it's gonna be one of the just like it's gonna be a three-hour episode. <laughs> most <laughs> Joe of it's just, going through all his fields. Most of it's gonna be just you going. It's all right, Joe. It's all right. Like you. need take a wow, we have a lot.
2: I'm looking at this. I'm going to get into it right now, but I'm looking at the slate for next year. There's so many comic book films coming out next year.
0: That's awesome. We'll have to sit down and plot them out so that we could get them out right away. Cause I feel like both this one and the last one came out a week late. So yeah. because of my schedule wise, but we'll, we'll figure it out.
2: Yeah. Very sounds cool. good,
0: man. Cool. Any, any shout outs?
2: Um, I want to shout out my cousin Abel and, uh, Christina, his partner for, uh, <laughs> Sending me an invite to the Laker game on Friday night as uh, I mentioned to, uh, to you earlier I've had a hell of a week just a bunch of stuff going on super stressed So it was a lot of fun um, And much needed on Friday night to go out to see the Lakers and then to go see Justice League uh, That was great. So shout out to Abel. Thank you very much for for letting me tag along
0: Awesome. I shout out to my husband who uh went to a comic book movie with me and i think was was genuinely excited so that, <laughs> that was a fun I, I i i'm getting to him ray I'm yeah the transformation is almost complete video games
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, he's shaking his head so. <laughs> but nobody understands that this has happened the last couple of episodes is he his computer backs up to mine so so it was basically a wall of computers between me and him and when he wants to do something for emphasis i just see a head pop up and then some sort of gesture with the head and then he sinks back down so that's the visual of what i what i get as far as Matt reactions that's great all right, coming up next week, we are going to be catching up with Raven from Girls Gone Wow, and the reason why I said uh, catching up and not giving a specific topic is we were originally going to talk about Star Trek Discovery, but then they announced a World of Warcraft classic, which I definitely want to talk to her about, and so I think we're just going to do both, and so it's just going to be the two of us geeking out about a whole bunch of stuff that we're enjoying. So that's coming up next week. Uh, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek 2 is a proud member of the geek to geek network. Out, check out other geek to geek shows such as geek to geek podcast, Geek Fitness health hacks, The Comic Box, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek 2 cast. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at epic grays. Ray, where can we find you? As always, I am. Uh at Ray
2: Vargas three across social media. So that's Ray Vargas. And then the number three, um, and you can find me there on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr. Uh, and my website is Ray Vargas com. So
0: very cool. And check it out. Cause Ray's art is amazing. If you haven't seen it yet. Hey, thanks. That's it, sir. We will see you in a couple weeks. Wow. Cool. Star Wars. Now I get to geek out about Star Wars for the next week. <laughs> and for all of you listening out there, remember this week, Keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. <laughs> Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. <laughs> but from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to oh! Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who is that? <sighs> Titan no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as 2Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the 2Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469 TG Geeks, that is 469 844 3357.
1: Happy listening. Peace. Cheers.